0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered, your home for Montreal Canadiens news, information, and entertainment. Your hosts are Blaine Podbein of the Hockey Writers, Matt Smith, and Treg Toxic-Wilson. Are you in the market And welcome to a special episode of Habs Unfiltered. We are preempting our usual Toxic Tuesday with Treg Wilson to bring you this special. Uh, I'm your host, Blaine Podfang, and I am joined now by Matt Smith. Afternoon. And Treg, Toxic Wilson. Hello, hello. So uh, unfortunately, this is uh, this special episode is brought on by unusual and frankly. Shitty circumstances. uh, The NHL has cancelled... Well, quote-unquote paused the season uh, for the unforeseen future. So we have no idea how long they're shut down. Uh, But we as podcasters, because this is what we do. We want to bring you guys a show. uh, The medical community has asked people to provide social distancing. So keep a distance from others. Don't go to crowded locations. Which includes... Hockey arenas. Now, we as uh, we as podcasters, uh, we're natural social distancers as we uh, hide in our basements and record shows re- remotely. Wait for laugh. Ha ha.
1: <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> laugh.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm trying at humor. It's not a funny situation. We, uh, we got to try and make light of this somehow if we can, you know, find some semblance of normality out of this Uh, so what does this mean to you guys I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that out to you now Uh, Matt you have you have some comments and you have some information you want to share go ahead you go first
1: so um, as we know the NHL is uh, paused the season or suspended the season as it said um, there's been multiple rumors saying that teams are going to be able to go back to training facilities, that they're going to be able to go to their gyms, that they're going to be able to practice, et cetera, so they can keep in shape and keep game ready for when the season does uh, start to unfold. Uh, once again, um, we've seen the lower tier leagues like the OJHL, AJHL, the CHL, everyone is um, has closed the doors. All the seasons are being suspended. And then we've heard that the ECHL has completely shut down their season. They're like, we're not playing anymore. We're not uh, crowning a, We're not going to crown a, uh, was it the Kelly Cup, I believe it is?
0: Yes, it is. This Kelly
1: yeah. Cup. Yeah. So there won't be any Kelly Cup this year. There won't be anything. We'll start up fresh. And the uh, German league has done the same thing. So a lot of people are speculating, you know, well, once, you know, dad, the NHL, once that starts up again, all these other leagues are going to start up. Well, that doesn't seem to be 100% the um, accurate. We've seen that with the a- ECHL uh, completely closing the doors on the season, a lot of people said, well, the AHL are going to start up. And that's not looking like it's the case right now. Uh, some of these communities, some of these uh, teams, some of the buildings, etc., they, uh, they can't take this pause like the NHL can. The, the money's just not there. So financially, it might not be feasible for these teams all these teams to be able to restart their season just with like a click of a button. So we might see that the NHL could start back up again. However, it's not looking like any of these other leagues are going to be able to do so and it's 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 unfortunate especially in a uh, a draft year that was seen by many as a very strong draft and the, the fact that the draft's in Montreal this year uh, I know it was something that I was looking forward to and that we were all looking forward to. <sighs> So um so right now all we can do is you know wash our hands uh don't buy all the fucking toilet paper and um you know just cross our fingers and hope that this will be over soon that uh there's going to be a, a cure to this or you know there's there's not going to be uh too many people that are, that are going to lose their lives over this um, for the uh for the time being all we can do is uh, try to take care of each other try to make each other laugh and as Blaine said in the intro, to uh, distance ourselves from others as uh, as best as, uh, as as humanly possible. And, um, you know, we'll just, we'll ride this thing through and, uh, and hope for the best.
0: Now, um, to piggyback on what you were saying, uh, the, today as we record, it's Monday the 16th of March, and the NHL has announced that the players are now allowed to go back to their hometowns. So, within a matter of days they went from hey let's keep everybody together in the same area so we can have a quick return to now you know what head back home be with your families take care of yourselves Um, it's signaling a much longer quote unquote pause or suspension uh, to this season possibly even a cancellation that will be announced within a few weeks the CDC down in the United States has announced that they want uh, eight weeks of uh, measures that go along with social distancing. So that would be detrimental to any kind of uh, return. Uh, there's, there's options out there, but eight weeks is a long time, especially at this time of year for, uh, for the NHL. Um, we've,
1: we've got to look at the buildings themselves. Especially, and yeah. we'll use the Bell Center or, um, what is it, the uh, Canadian Tire Center or whatever the hell it's called down in Toronto. Some of these are, are, are very large venues for concerts, especially during the summer. You get, um, stand up, you get concerts, you get Cirque du Soleil, you get all these different events that are coming in. And, um, they're all getting pushed back as well. And now if you're looking to extend the NHL season, well, all those are going to have to either find new venues, they're going to be canceled 100%. So it's a lot of revenue lost for the cities, a lot for the uh, for the owners of these buildings. And, um, you know, it's a lot of uh, hotels that aren't going to have people in them, you know, uh, restaurants, et cetera, that aren't going to be, be able to be filled because of this. And another thing, if you look at... Uh, scheduling the NHL playoffs into, say, May, June, July time frame, that doesn't give you very much time to heal up. Because we all know that hockey players are the toughest athletes out there. They're going to play through injuries. And many times you hear at the, end of, the uh, end of a round or the end of the playoffs themselves, it's like, this guy was playing with a separated shoulder, he, or he was playing with this ankle injury, or he was playing with this back injury, and he's going to require surgery, and he's going to be out for 10 weeks. Well, you know, you start playing into the into these late months where usually you'd be at home with your feet up, relaxing, recovering from a surgery. Now this is going to bring you into the start of the regular season. Because it's not like they're going to say, well, st- uh, season's going to start up again in October. You know, you guys are gonna, you know, we're going to take a break and we're going to start up in December. It's not going to happen. We all know that, you know, the season's going to start the way it's going to for the 2021-22 season. 2022
0: season here here's the thing though um teams have already given alternate dates up to mid-july and because of this being an it's just an extraordinary circumstance it's being if the season does happen at all and it's pushed back yeah there's going to be a bleed over into the following season due to these issues but um i don't think it'll matter too much to the players and the fans in the long run I mean, it's going to suck for the guys who get hurt and have some issues in the following seasons, but these are things that that are out of the control of everyone, so it's just more of a read and react that teams and players and fans will have to deal with. Now, Treg, you've been oddly silent during Toxic Tuesday. What, uh, give, us, uh, give us your two cents here.
2: Well... In order for the, uh, the, the dates that they're putting on on everything, even with like our jobs where the military has been told basically, unless you're needed work from home to the six are that's all they are. They're just tentative dates. This could go on a hell of a lot longer than, uh, than what, uh, what they're saying two to three weeks. Cause it all depends on how long it takes them to contain everything. Uh, I know around here in uh, Nova Scotia, they're asking uh, for people to, uh, uh, not go anywhere with more than fifty people. Uh, the arenas uh, have just closed. All the arenas. I play lacrosse every Sunday, and we're not we we can't play anymore. So I know a lot of the leagues shut down, uh, hockey leagues and that. But uh, even at a small scale, so for a team, uh, a thing like the NHL, <clears throat> excuse me, or the NBA, or Major League Baseball, or anything like that, it's either going to come down to two things. You could say, well, they can play in front of no fans but you're still going to have an arena full of about 100 people because you're going to have the announcers, you're going to have the the players, the the teams, two, the two teams involved themselves are going to have close to 30, 35, 40 people involved. So unless this gets rectified fairly soon, within, like I say, the next two or three weeks, I don't think you're going to see a, a season. If you do... Uh, then it's going to have to be a short – not a season, but a playoffs. It's going to have to be a shortened playoffs, like maybe only two or three rounds and maybe only the top two teams per division make the playoffs uh, just to make that work because, like Matt was saying earlier, you can't really take it into June, July, almost August and expect the players to come back and play in October. So I – and deep down inside, I think the season's over. I think we're done and – uh yeah, now it's time to find out what's going to go on with the uh, combines and the draft and everything else that's going to happen.
0: Matt, what about you?
1: I'm 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 getting into the same thing. Um, I'm thinking that the season is unfortunately going to come to an end, and um, some Canadians fans obviously are going to say, "Oh, yay!" You know, we weren't we weren't watching much anyway. But for the teams that um, I'm going to throw a couple out there. Uh, Tampa, the Islanders, teams that spent quite a bit at that, uh, the trade deadline. It's not like you're going to get those picks back. You're not going to get those prospects back. You're not going to get those players back that you traded. So for some of these uh, teams that only got to use these players for, you know, what, five to eight games, it's a, it's a big price to pay. And uh, we're looking at a draft, as I said earlier, that's, uh, that's pretty stacked. And... Um, Still more to follow on that. We're not sure if it's going to still be held in Montreal. We don't know if it's going to be even a gathering of people. Is it, it? It might just be something that's going to be over the phone. Who the hell knows? Right? We have no idea. Um, it's it's unfortunate. As I said, was we're all looking forward to to going there and meeting up and doing one of these shows and meeting some of uh, some of our listeners. Obviously, um, but right now all we can do is hope for the best and um, hopefully the uh, the combine will go as uh, a schedule maybe smaller groups who knows but um as of right now like this is this is a developing situation uh things are changing every day from uh gyms shutting down to bases to fucking libraries it, we all we all we can do right now is is uh, is wait and see and, and it's it's a waiting game that all i know a lot of people are getting frustrated over um, for me, I know that I get home from work and, uh, I like to, you know, put my feet up, have something to eat and, uh, and throw a game on or something and, and, and to be able to throw Sportsnet or TSN or RDS or anything on. And right now I'm seeing news about the coronavirus given to me by a sportscaster and it's like, oh, you know, the PGA tour is on, is canceled or fucking tennis is canceled. And I'm like, yeah, we know this. And unfortunately, we're still paying for paying for this coverage, even though we know exactly what's going to be on the damn news.
0: Well, and here's here's my my take on that. Um, with the coronavirus and all the misinformation that is out there, I mean, the three of us were in the military. We we are given information passed down from the higher ups in our chain of command, and it's. Tends to be a little bit more accurate than what I've seen on TV. Now, th- our listeners here should really be careful with what news they listen to. Like Facebook, that's not news. Twitter, uh, other than us, you know, covering sports, don't trust the news. Go to reliable news sources. Uh, the major, uh, the major. Uh, coverage you know global cbc um they're gonna bring they're gonna have the more up-to-date and more accurate news based on the science that's out there they're gonna have the experts they're gonna they're gonna be sharing that information be sure to follow the information shared from our health experts when a health expert says you should practice social distancing wash your hands uh and Try not to uh, to bring your, uh, go see, visit your grandparents, for instance. These are things that you should follow. Just be sure to listen to the experts. Now, as for the sports side of it, um, we mentioned we were ta- you were talking about canceling uh, uh, the draft in Montreal. I mean, they could do that remotely. It would suck for us, like you said, that we couldn't go there. Um, but I'm going to put it out to you guys. If there's no combine, there are no international tournaments, and there's no uh, there's no more season to be played. Uh, how difficult do you think it's going to be in such an important draft year for Timmins and Churla and and company to to pick the right players for the Canadians? Uh, Treg, what do you think?
2: It depends on where they're picking. I mean, if you're picking near the top five, which they have a possibility of doing, it shouldn't be too hard. You pretty much know who's going to go one, two, or three. uh, And you know who should be in the top five. But I mean, I know the Habs like to do their little uh, in-house interviews and uh, talk about the guys, get their mental state and their state of mind and uh, all this kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know. It's going to have to go revert back to the way it was in the old days. You just went basically by what you've seen, how they played, and where they work, and you know, and go from there uh, yeah I I, I mean I, I couldn't say I think uh, but today's way they draft and the way they, how deep they get into things with the combines and you know what this kid can do and what this kid can't do and and stuff like that uh, it, uh, it'll it'll certainly put a wrinkle into uh, to anyone's plans but uh, this is a pretty deep draft a pretty good draft and if Montreal drafts around eight or nine uh, I think they already have a pretty good idea of who's who's going to be available and who's going to be uh, be there to pick. So it may not be as hard with this one. Now with a weaker draft, it could be because, you know, with weak drafts, usually after the top two or three picks, you're kind of guessing at uh, <clears throat> who should go or who shouldn't. So it, it'll be interesting.
0: What about you, Matt?
1: I'll keep it short. Uh, we're Canadians fans. We know that doesn't matter what Tr- uh, Timmons does, doesn't matter what Berjima does. Someone's going to have an issue with it. Lefrere could fall to the top, and uh, you know, follow the Canadians' lap, and people would be fucking pissed off about it. So I'll just say that um, it's unfortunate that um, they're not going to be able to, or they're more than likely not going to be able to see the guys at the combine because they have struck gold with players that they've seen at the combine. We've seen it before, and um, these little. Uh, the interviews and everything like that. You get to know the players a little bit better, and we get to know the players a little bit better. But uh, right now, the way it's looking, that's not going to happen. It's unfortunate. I just hope, and I'm crossing my fingers, that the draft, if it does, doesn't does happen in Montreal, that um, at least the fans aren't going to um, lose that opportunity, and that it'll be pushed to 2021 in Montreal. And then we can do this again a year from now. <coughs>
0: pardon me uh it does seem that that's the case with a lot of these um these tournaments and uh they're they're being canceled but they're being brought back to the cities that they were canceled from so at least the preparations in the cities that were hosting these things uh, aren't being wasted so I, i could see the draft in 2021 being pushed to montreal uh if it were canceled uh, in the meantime, uh, the 2020 draft could easily be done uh, remotely, and they could they could put it on TV. I mean, every, just put, set up a couple of cameras, and you can you know like a YouTuber, and throw it on TV. It's not hard. We can still have something tangible for the fans to uh, interact with and watch. Which I think, at this point in time, that small step towards normalcy is what. People really want uh, that touchstone because because this is so out of the ordinary and it's so um, there's so much information being thrown around that some of it's false. There's there's a bit of a panic in the in the uh, in the populace and having having sports back in any way, shape or form would be a good touchstone for people to kind of just focus on that and calm down and as a distraction, which that's what sports are. They're an entertainment. They're a distraction. It's not life or death situations like we're dealing with with this pandemic. Um, but back to the sports side, um, I think it's going to be very difficult for uh, Churla and Timmons to to make that final determination on a player. At, right now, they're picking eighth. Picking eighth overall, if it stays that way, let's just say it does. To be picking in the top ten at number eight is it's good for the team. They'll be able to get an elite player, hopefully. But without all the data points that they were hoping to get, it's going to be a lot harder. So, do they? Because before they might have made a reach and said, "Hey, we're going to pick Jack Quinn out of out of Ottawa because we think he he fits better based on all the available data." Now it's gonna be teams more picking to play safe. You know, they're they're playing the small game, small ball. Instead of hitting for a home run, they're gonna they're gonna just go for a single instead of a double or try and stretch it out to a triple to use an analogy. Isn't
2: that what Bergevin always does? Supposedly according,
0: according to some. Supposedly. I mean, Sherbach was a home run swing. Strike out yep. So That's what
2: that's what happens sometimes when you're going for a home run.
0: That's right. You're going to swing and miss. And I would rather see them take a big swing and a cut uh, than play the play it safe. Now they're going to end up doing the safe the safe bet, and they'll pick someone like a Lindell out of uh, out of Finland, who's an excellent player, but maybe it's not the guy they would have picked had they had all their data points. Uh, this is this is what I'm getting at. Like, we don't know what's going to happen at the draft. It's going to be... It's probably going to be more predictable than it has been in past years. Like, we we spoke in the last episode of how Romanov went from a fifth round, uh, you know, projection to falling into the Canadiens' lap in the second round. Stuff like that, that we're going to see a lot less of that.
2: Well, yeah, because this... and. I mean, again, we're only uh, theorizing as well. I mean, five weeks from now, everything could go back to normal, and we could be having that 24-man playoff, 2014 playoffs or whatever it is. But, I mean, I think if you get into mid-April uh, and still nothing's going on, I think that's a good sign that there won't be a season, so or the rest of the season anyway.
0: Yeah, um, but on, so just to change topics slightly on this uh, this COVID issue, uh, there's there's a list that's going around of NHL teams and owners who are covering pay for their arena staff and who aren't. Uh, for a while, they had Jeff Molson's name on that list of people who aren't, even though. Uh, I believe the day after the announcement of the pause was made, the Canadians announced that they will have uh, they have a, a plan in place to pay their 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 personnel, but they didn't want to release anything until they had it all hammered out, because let's be honest, the Canadian tax code is not a simple thing, and neither is the EI rules. So they had to come up with something that would fit within the rules. Um, so for a while there was nothing. Uh, then yesterday on the Sunday. Uh, it was announced that the Canadians are going to pay their workers. And the uh, out of the 1,200 workers, those who meet the EI specifications are going to be bumped up to a 95% of their pay. Uh, whatever's missing out of that, the Canadians are covering it up to the 95% point. And those who don't meet the EI specifications are going to get 75% of their total pay for the remaining dates for the Canadians and the Laval Rocket. Now, that doesn't cover the workers for um, concerts and other dates, but that's not the Montreal Canadiens. That's Evenco. People need to realize that even though Molson owns two companies, they're two separate companies. So an announcement for Evenco should be expected. But for now, the Montreal Canadiens are the only ones that have made an, an announcement. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Treg?
2: Uh I don't know if Montreal is the only one that made an announcement. I think uh, a few other teams announced that they were going to help out, uh, uh, help out some other teams. But uh,
0: no, I know but there's. I, a- I I didn't mean that Montreal was the only team that made an announcement. I just meant only the Montreal Canadiens made the announcement between either Montreal or Venko. So the two companies under the one owner. Oh, okay. Only yeah. that one side has so far.
2: Yeah. Uh, sorry yeah. For, uh, the,
0: for-, for that. Just go ahead.
2: No, I, uh, I think it's good for Montreal because I know with our fans and how you have a big, which I don't think it's that big. It's just a loud group of people who think, uh, Molson and the management is the worst thing that ever happened to hockey. Um, cause there was a lot of people coming out. I actually read a Twitter that said they will guarantee that Montreal won't pay their employees. He was a former employee. He knows it won't happen. And as soon as I find that tweet, I, I'm going to retweet it. But anyway, uh, Um, it's good that they did make this announcement. They were going to do that. From what I hear, I seen an excerpt from, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I have an employee saying, I guess they were in contact, HR was in contact with all the employees right from the beginning. And there was no question that they were going to help them out and do something for them right from the beginning. Uh, and, (coughs) uh, one of the uh, TVA reporters has also reported that they've come out and said, yes, we're going to help our workers, uh, I think it's pretty sad that they needed to make an announcement. You know what I mean? Like really it's between the Montreal Canadians and the Montreal bell center employees uh, for hockey games, not for all of us. It's none of our business really. Uh, And I I think it's pretty, I don't think they need to make an announcement to say, yes, we're doing this. I don't think any team does. Um, So I don't know. Uh, I think it's great news it's good it, it shows that you know uh, Molson just isn't in it for a profit like some people think uh, but it also shows that you know they understand that the, the dire situation that some people could be in as part-time workers and that and how they need this job and they need this money and that they're willing to come together as a community and work out work it out
0: well and that that exactly is why I think they did need to announce that they're doing something because people are going to complain one way or the other. It does; it didn't matter how much they gave them. They could have gave them 100%, which honestly I think they should have, but that's, that's neither here nor there. They could have gave them 200% of their pay. People complain either way. The bottom line is announcing that they've paid their people despite not being able to come in because of this pause, uh, it shows that they're willing to take care of their own. And you can be cynical and say it's just a PR move. Who cares? These people needed that money. And it shows that they actually cared enough, whether it be for their own selfish reasons or not, they cared enough to give these people something. I don't know if it's enough to help them because if you're working a part-time job, maybe you need to do three or four, and this was the only one that they got money from. So um, there's other issues at play society is societal societally um the federal government the provincial governments are all going to have to step up and maybe help out uh, because of all these shutdowns just to keep these people from going bankrupt or disappearing so that notwithstanding the canadians did something matt what do you think
1: i think you guys covered it um it's the right thing to do Um, we're talking about people that have millions and millions of dollars you know you've got um, you've got people that are working for you that are you know that work in the concessions or clean the floors or scan tickets or that kind of stuff like you know they've got lives they've got families um they don't want to be affected by this so they don't want to have to worry about paying rent or paying their bills or anything like that so it's absolutely the right move and um i'm just gonna say i'll throw it out there any team that uh that isn't doing this you know you're a bunch of assholes for, for not taking care of your employees. And, um, you know, you get what's coming, you know, you get, you get what's coming to you when it comes to backlash from your fans or from your communities. Um, the, the Canadians are doing the right thing. I don't see it as a Pierre move whatsoever. I just think it's them doing what, what is necessary and what they should be doing all along.
2: And this is going to get uh, a little bit toxic here, <laughs> but, uh, this is the issue, again, I have to say with some fans, because it came out with the fans coming out before saying it doesn't matter what the Montreal Canadiens do. There are fans out there they are going to think be- just because they hate Molson and they hate the management and they hate whatever, for whatever reason they hate them, everything they do is going to be an issue. Like, for instance... There was a list that came out, I think a day after or whatever, that said all these teams have said they're going to help out uh, their employees. Montreal was on the list that said they they never said they were, but it, the list doesn't say that they weren't going to. It just says they haven't come out and said it yet. And then people jumped on that and they're like, "Oh well, Molson, all he cares about is money. All he cares about is this." And it's getting really tiring. And it gets it, it, it's like they want them to be more be more transparent, but then if they come out too soon with something and then all of a sudden it turns out that it was wrong or they had to change it or like for an injury or anything like that, then people jump all over it. And it's the same group of people. Like I say, I don't think it's a big group. It's just a loud group. And it really ruins the atmosphere for other people because a lot of people, like you said earlier about Facebook and Twitter, they get all their information off Facebook and Twitter and take everything as gospel. And that's why you really got to pay attention to who you listen to and where the information comes. Just do a little research. A little research isn't going to hurt anyone. Like even with the COVID-19, do your research, right? Like everyone's saying, oh, well, it's just like a flu. It's not just like the flu. There's a huge difference between the way COVID-19 is going around and the way the flu goes around. Uh, Yeah, so I mean that's my little rant for the Toxic Tuesday rant Uh, because there's people on here who just hate the Canadians they say they're fans, but they just hate the Canadians management so much that no matter what they're going to do, it's going to be criticized or ostracized on the, uh, on Twitter or wherever you go. And it's just, it has, it has nothing to do with the truth or anything like that. It just has to do with, they want to find any reason to make the team look bad. So that's what they'll use. So again,
0: yep. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and,
2: and and i mean I, you guys have to agree and, and that's why i say in your point at the first of the show about uh, uh you know listen to the right news listen to the right people listen to it. now i'm not saying when it comes to us or me or, or you guys on twitter and that we do our best to give the information that we normally got from a accredited source like tva uh you know uh, Ronald Lovois or uh uh uh, Bob McKenzie or, or you know what I mean like someone where it comes it comes we're not just making the shit up we're not just saying hey you know leckoning got traded to Kansas you know what I mean like we're just saying this is what we heard from here that way we think it's pretty legit now see
0: right there Kansas cares more about their fans than we do oh my <laughs> god <laughs>
2: Kansas doesn't even have a team. But um, um, But my point is is this is when you really got to – like you get guys on here, and I kind of want to say names, but I kind of don't. But you get guys on on Twitter, and most of them are, I've either blocked or they block me, uh, who just all they want to do is spread shit just because they hate management. But people will take that for gospel because this guy has 1,000 followers or he has 3,000 followers because of whatever else he does or whatever right and you really got to watch who you listen to and who you pay attention to like you know i i don't think i've seen any of us tweet anything yet unless it was in sarcasm which we blatantly put out as sarcasm that has was fake news or was something misleading we might have put something out that we thought was real and then found out it wasn't but you know usually we say hey i was wrong on that or whatever I don't. I'm never wrong, so I wouldn't do <laughs> But anyway. I'm well, just saying, anyway, that's, yeah. that's my Toxic Tuesday rant of the day.
0: <laughs> I'm going to piggyback on your toxicity. Not on the hockey side. I think you covered everything there. And I agree. Some people, that that's your thing. Whatever. Uh, I follow some of these people, and they follow me back. And while I don't comment on their, their point of view, I prefer to keep all the sides at my fingertips just so I can see uh, see what the pulse of the the fan base is now my toxicity is pointed at the people who are treating this pandemic as if it's just a basic common flu hey don't worry about it it's not a big deal i don't feel sick well screw you you're if you are asymptomatic and you're carrying the flu you don't know you're carrying it unless you're tested. Most people who don't feel anything aren't getting tested. So you could be carrying that damn flu, COVID-19, whatever you you feel like it is, it doesn't matter. You And you show up and you go see someone's grandmother or you're working someplace and you pass it on to uh, a child. One of those people die. How are you going to feel about yourself then? That's the point well, behind it, all this. It won't this be their
2: fault, Mike. <laughs> that's how, no. that's
0: how they'll feel about it. Well, of course, uh, today's generations, nothing's ever your fault because mommy yeah. uh, said you were special. Here's my point. Don't do that. We're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for the betterment of all of society. That's the whole point. like we're we on our own, great, you take care of yourself, but you got to realize that the society as a whole relies on having large numbers of people. So maybe that kid that just died because of the COVID, maybe they were going to cure cancer. And because of you, there's no cure for cancer. How do you feel about that? How's that for toxicity?
2: Just to to throw that out there, Blaine, since uh, Vinny's home country of Italy uh, went into quarantine, uh, for the past 10 days, they've had no new cases of COVID-19.
0: Zero. Yeah. Now you're talking about Vinny from Habilis Vinny from Havilis, and our, That's right. our
2: the Italian stallion, <laughs> who looks more like, uh, so, looks so, more he like call, so he
0: calls himself. A,
2: look, yeah, who it's, looks like a stallion that hasn't eaten for three weeks. But yeah. anyway,
0: also China, well, the 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 birthplace of this novel coronavirus, uh, they have their numbers have been dwindling down to zero, to the point where they're lifting their restrictions now,
2: and because. You know, and I just find it awful funny that over here in North America, who's supposed to be well more advanced than, say, China, is so behind the so behind the behind the mark. Honestly, I, mean,
0: I would prefer that our governments—I don't care what political stripe you lean to—I don't care. I just don't care. I want the government to overreact on something like this ahead of time, exactly. shut things down for a couple of weeks. Maybe it's just two to three weeks. And then we can slowly get back to being normal. It's taken under control. The whole point is so that our healthcare system can be able to react properly to the cases that they have. There's going to be so many that they're going to have to make decisions on who gets a respirator and who doesn't. So in Italy, that's why they shut down the country, they did not have the equipment or the medical uh, ability. They, they didn't have the personnel or equipment that could actually take care of these people. So they had to pick and choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. That's They're choosing who's dying. And that's what we're trying to stop. We're trying to keep it under control. We're trying to keep... So that our medical community has enough personnel and enough equipment that they can deal with the cases that are on hand. That's the whole point of this. It's not lethality versus virality or whatever any buzzword you can think of it's so that we can control what's on hand that's it
2: and if you're one of those assholes that think oh i'm going to buy a ticket to this place cuz it's really cheap now and i'm going to travel and i'm going to do this that's what you are you're an asshole that's all i got to say
1: isn't that same what you to the, Same to the people that are going to the grocery stores and buying all of this and buying all of that and then trying to sell asshole. it for for a for a, for, a, for a profit. You're an asshole too. And um you know, like we've we've seen it uh, countless times that people selling fucking a roll of toilet paper for $25. Like well, there's, uh, there's a guy in the
2: states right now who has 70,000 cases of Lysol and he can't sell them because Amazon and eBay and all these places stop people from selling this stuff online.
1: Good. As they should.
2: Yeah. So he, he I just read in an article this morning, based on the article from the day before, that he's starting to donate it now to places that need it.
1: Yeah, as he should. Yeah. But he was uh, selling
2: it for twenty to thirty dollars a bottle and he was buying them two for one.
1: Yeah. I said I don't feel I don't feel bad for those people whatsoever. If they invest their money and try to take advantage of, uh, of 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 people, then you know, fuck them, and they get what they get, what's coming to them.
0: There's a there's a man down in Tennessee that was uh, stockpiling hand sanitizer, and the authorities. This was in the news. I, I can't remember exactly where I read it, but uh, he they found his stash, and they're uh, they're confiscating it. So he was trying to hoard it so he can sell for profit. They confiscated it. and Now they're donating it back to the uh, the hospitals that need it most.
2: Well, I mean, you you look at the, the Costco now. Uh, toilet paper going like mad. And people are buying like whole pallets of toilet paper. What the hell do you need a whole pallet of to- toilet paper for? Even if we're in quarantine for two weeks, you're not going to go through a pallet of fucking toilet paper.
0: COVID I'm doesn't sorry. make you shit yourself. You don't need all the toilet paper.
2: Anyway, Unreal. I bought
0: milk today. That's what I bought. I bought milk, and I
2: bought and I bought Beats by Dre headphones, the big ones that go over your ears. That's what I bought today.
0: I, I bought a bunch of beer because tomorrow <laughs> is St. Patrick's Day, and I am do I am joining a remote, socially ex, uh, socially responsible St. Patrick's Day party. So uh, Dropkick Murphys announced they're going to be doing a St. Patrick's Day concert online. I'm going to throw that on. I'm going to listen to that get drunk in my living room and not have to worry about getting a ride into town, bumping into teenagers, uh, having some loser take a swing at me because he's too drunk to figure out whether his left foot or his right foot is the one that kicked me. Don't have to deal with any of that.
2: Well, I think, uh, most of the places around here have, are, have switched their St. Paddy's day party to the May two, four weekend.
0: Yes, they have yeah, like so. the old triangle, which is my usual haunt on St. Patrick's day. Shout out to the old triangle. Hey guys. Uh, don't kick me out this year. Send sponsor year. money. Yeah, send sponsor <laughs> money. Um, yeah, so they're they're moving the party. So now there's a I have a, an alternative to having to go off into the woods to drink a case of beer.
1: Oh, and liquor a bottle, stores might a, be closing, and a, of and a bottle of Pink Whitney. Yeah.
0: I have a case or two of Pink Whitney. <laughs> liquor saying. stores
2: might be closing, too. Just throwing that out there. That's coming well, down the pipe.
0: I'm lucky. My wife uh, works in the hospital, so she's at work right now, and she's going to stop at the liquor store on the way home.
2: Your wife loves you. Uh,
0: that's the rumor.
1: That's a loving wife.
0: I think she's picking that's, up that's the That's just a rumor, though.
2: <laughs> the booze she's, is for her. She's, she's planning something.
0: She's planning on getting drunk so she doesn't have to look at me too much. Poor woman. Wow. It's been twenty years. I mean
1: then then there's the whole like coronavirus thing where she's gonna have to be home with you anyway.
0: Not her, she's gonna be at the hospital. I'm the one at home. (laughs) Yeah, and you're hard to look at. Right? Jeez.
1: Sleep mask only covers so much. (laughs) You
0: should see the hazmat suit I brought in from work. (laughs) She was wishing he was quarantined to the boat. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Need some quiet time.
0: Isn't that why all Navy wives look at their husbands and say, "Hey, when are you going back to sea?" <laughs>
2: yeah, when's your next deployment?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna stop the special here. Uh, I, we've gotten our point across. Basically, the uh, the uh, the message here is: be good to each other. Wash your hands. Keep a distance. Wash your hands. Be nice to each other. Don't buy all the toilet paper and wash your damn hands. That pretty much covers it.
2: I learned as a kid to wash my hands, but I don't, I don't know about today's age. I just seen a video of a girl licking a toilet seat on a, on a plane. So oh God. to prove coronavirus is a myth.
0: You remember when people were mo- uh, mocking the kids for eating tide pods? Yeah. At least that was soap. It's the same kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> God. Um, but for our listeners, um, we are going to try and keep our same schedule. We're, st- we're still going to put out, or release our shows during this shutdown. Um, it's going to be harder for us to put out, uh, to find topics to share with you guys to cover. However, we want to make sure that we give as much content as we can because, let's be honest, we need to entertain ourselves. We're locked, we're cooped up in our homes, just like you are. So, uh, I mean. I started an online karaoke. You guys can join that. You know, put out a video of you singing some karaoke. Maybe if you guys come up with an idea uh, that you want to hear covered on a show, uh, DM uh, Habs Unfiltered and let us know. You know what you want. What you want covered. Maybe you could be a. I don't know. Maybe a guest spot for a random random listener. Who who knows?
2: That that could be dangerous. (laughs) We let you Uh, on. on Toxic Tuesday, I may uh, uh, do a tutorial on how to be a gym douche, so uh, Ooh, might, damn. you might want to tune into that. Um, I'm That's getting pretty watch. good at it. My wife actually told me today, why are you walking around with your arms so far away from your body? So, uh, <laughs> And oh I God. said to her, but I was quick, I said, because I don't want anyone to get too close to me. Bam. Oh.
0: Imaginary lat syndrome has a use after all.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, uh, yeah, so Toxic Tuesday will still come out on Tuesdays. Maybe even shorter. I don't know. We'll see what we'll talk about. Maybe I'll just rant about stuff. We'll see what happens. Matt's still yet to come out with his own show. I figure we'll call it Snake Bite Saturday or something. And uh,
1: <laughs> You never know. We'll see what happens.
2: You'll know, never be some voodoo stuff on there or something. I don't know what Air Force people do. So. <laughs> Talk about talk about the most comfortable chairs and the best way to make coffee, maybe. I don't know.
0: I find that they just tend to call the uh, Combat Systems Engineering Department on a ship and say, hey, we need some ammunition so we can shoot things. Can you guys get it for us? Because we're too lazy. Thanks, yeah. bye.
1: <laughs> we do appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, I like chucking crap at you guys. <laughs> Anyway, uh, for those who want to chuck crap at us online, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter uh, and Habs Unfiltered on Facebook. I want to thank you guys for listening. And as I said, if you have ideas, feel free to DM them. Trust me, we can use some help because we're special. Blaine wears a helmet. I do. When I'm playing hockey. That's it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's all I've got. Anything for you guys?
1: Wash your fucking hands. Yeah. Good call. Quit
2: buying all the fucking toilet paper and Lysol.
0: Maybe they're... You know, if you have that much toilet paper, you really should be washing your hands because you're shitting yourselves way too much.
2: And if you run out of toilet paper, use a face cloth or hop in the goddamn shower.
0: (laughs) Rag on a stick.
2: Just saying. (laughs) That's how they did in the Roman days.
0: Actually, it is. <laughs> Rag on a stick. That's how they used to do it.
2: I know. I watched Spartacus. I know. Yeah. I just didn't watch it for the boobies and the fighting scenes. I See, thought you to watched. Our, to, our, to our listeners,
1: we don't just provide you hockey. You also learn something when you, when you hear our show.
0: And you <laughs> Next can trust week on what the says. You can trust what he says about history because he's so damn old. He was there. Right, Grandpa? Yep.
1: That's right. <laughs> He was the gym Douche at the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was. <laughs> Bringing the smell of Axe body spray throughout the ages. Hashtag, hashtag Coliseum Jim Douche. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys. Uh, we'll end the show here and we'll do a quick commercial break and we'll do a sign off. But thank you to everyone for listening. Are you in the market And that concludes another episode of Habs Unfiltered. We would like to thank all our listeners, old and new, for joining us. We hope you were informed and entertained. And always remember, if you are talking about it, so are we.